With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Your Majesty, Sir Richard has arrived home from his quest. Sir Richard, you've slayed the dragon, and for your boldness, a choice of fabulous rewards, exotic pelts, rare gems, or riches the likes of which you've never seen. With more than 10 million in prizes, and the best odds of winning $300, should you choose them, ultimate riches await thee. May thy boldness be rewarded with the new ultimate riches scratcher from DC Lottery. Please play responsibly. Hello and welcome to week 44 of the Foot Weekly Podcast. On this episode, it's a special because we have news of FIFA 23, the first official announcement actually, that it is happening, FIFA 23 is coming, and it will be the last FIFA as well. Um, So looking forward to discussing that on this podcast. We do have some details, including the fact that Mbappe is the cover star for the third year running, along with Women's Super League top scorer Australia and Chelsea striker Sam Kerr. So we'll be talking a bit about how we think women's football might fit into the foot ecosystem uh, along with plenty of other things because there have been a few bits revealed about FIFA 23 along with the cover stars and with me I have Japes who very kindly hosted last week's podcast thank you very much for doing that Japes it was great to be a listener cheers Ben happy to have hosted and happy to be you know talking about FIFA 23 and looking forward to hosting my next pod on FIFA 23 yeah very welcome look forward to that and not content with just hosting a podcast with this next guest on it you also took him apart in both rivals and champs with new post-patch tactics which you share on the supporter episode this week that next guest is of course top na player Hubert. thank you for having me i guess i'm now a second top na player Uber on the pod. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be working to reclaim my title. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty more tussles to come. And actually, I'll be joining the fray, won't I, heading over. I thought I'd be able to dodge you both by switching to PlayStation, but with what we're going to talk about, cross-play, and it looks like it's going to change. Oh, I was going to say, Ben, you stay on Xbox. This sounds like a little pro clubs opportunity here well yeah that's the thing because it doesn't look like pro clubs is going to be included in crossplay initially i guess more complicated but may well take the xbox mm. uh, series s um, because i do much prefer the xbox controller for fifa um but someone who knows the playstation controller very well is 
uh, the community's champion. DJ, hello, welcome back. Oh yeah, good to be here. Uh, definitely one of the top players in the small village in Buckinghamshire, so I'm going to take that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into them. It's a bit of a different episode in many ways, and thank you very much to the guests for bearing with this. Basically, we've recorded some speculation-type discussion before this information was revealed, and then we recorded a bit more afterwards. So that is worth bearing in mind. It basically means uh, that this podcast could come out quicker, which is great. The two are blended together, so hopefully it does come across as just a, a normal episode. The thing I was going to start with is the trailer then. We have a couple of interesting details that people may or may not have spotted there's a couple of new skill moves in there. Vinny Jr. does one, uh, Jao Felix does another, and then Fran Kirby with a, a stutter move that looks quite effective. You've also got Mbappe doing this explosive-looking fake shot, which I think could be pretty strong. And then uh, there's a couple of other bits in there that you might notice, like a, a sort of power shot feature, which I've heard rumoured, and uh, a focus also on both World Cups, which is what we're going to talk about first. We've got the Men's World Cup coming, as I'm sure everyone knows, late November, November 21st. And that, DJ, will change how Foot approaches the World Cup compared to past cycles. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Because, you know, previously, we've had those uh, standalone World Cup modes, but they're normally at the end of the cycle. So it seems strange to think they might pause the cycle midway through for a standalone version. Mm. So it my feel is they'll try and find a way to incorporate the World Cup uh, as a as an ongoing promo during the period of that in the middle of the game, and we'll start to see sort of World Cup cards, potentially ones that you can that will progress during it will be live and progress during the World Cup, but then potentially um, could progress after the World Cup to stay relevant. But it'll be interesting to see because obviously they're not going to be the super high value, uh, super high rated given where they come in the cycle. Yeah, a bit like I guess Path to Glory when when we had that. Yeah, I would I would assume it would be very Path to Glory esque. I mean, this is obviously Foot Weekly, so you know they might consider dropping a new game mode or something like that. Mm. You know, or like a tournament style one on one mode. I don't know something spicy, but for Foot, I would very much just expect the uh, standard Path to Glory. Um, <laughs> if you will, I guess if that's standard now, maybe it is. I guess this would be licensed, unlike Path to Glory we saw for the Euros, which is quite nice, um, because that was very much not licensed. Didn't feel like it made too much of a difference in terms of the content. But. Yeah, I, I mean, it, they're going to be special World Cup cards. I think what's interesting to me is World Cups, what, end of November, December, right? Mm-hmm. How high are they going to power spike these cards early? Yeah, because like people are going. If it is a Path to Glory style promo, they are going to expect like probably some like Team of the Year ish level upgrades by the end of it for the top cards. Mm. And I, you know, I think to me that's going to be interesting because that's really going to set the tone for the power court for the entire year based on when World Cup is taking place this year. So I'm, you know, pretty fascinated to see that. I would expect just an extreme amount of content. Like, give me an absurd amount of showdown SBCs early on. Like, let's do it. Mm. So I think that'll be really, really fun, really, really exciting. It could, however, it could cause, I would say, like early burnout on the cycle, which I think is something that EA is going to have to take into consideration. That said, with the World Cup, how popular it is, I think there are going to be a lot of new players that are introduced around that time period ahead of Christmas even. Mm. So player base, I would say, probably goes up for EA in World Cup years. And I think having that this year means they can do a lot of really cool stuff with it. Well, that's an interesting point, I guess, Hugh. You probably see, you know, over in the US, people getting into the game around that time because the World Cup being on, 
getting into maybe the World Cup content, whatever is out there, and then actually feeding that or continuing within the foot mode, the general normal foot mode, rather than its own standalone mode, is actually probably going to do a better job at, at retaining those players throughout the rest of the cycle. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting way to get people into the game and hyped about the World Cup, especially you know the more casual fans, and it's still early enough in the cycle that if you're joining, you're not too far behind. Mm. I think in terms of the ratings that... I don't think it'll be as much of an issue as we think. I mean, I was just looking back at some of this year's promotions, you know, signature signings. That was, well, like late November, early December. We had a 93 Kevin De Bruyne, 89 Ruben Diaz, 87 Ben Yedder. Rule Breakers, we had a 90 rated Erling Holland, 90 rated Luis Suarez. So I think they could still make the cards pretty good without being, you know, ridiculous. And, you know, maybe a few weeks after the World Cup ends, that's when we get team of the year. So, if they're kind of in that range, like 90 to 94 rated, I think that'd be pretty fitting for, you know, what they are. Hmm, that's true. And then I was just thinking about this. Are there any players off the top of our heads we can think of? Actually, it's interesting because they won't be able to feature in this at all. I guess they could bring them in as like flashbacks or something like that. But there are players who haven't made the World Cup, right? And they're just going to be sort of forgotten about for a bit. Like, I guess Salah would be an obvious example, right? Is there anyone else people can think of? Uh, what Lewandowski? All is, of Scotland, <laughs> Holland. Yeah, as in Erling Holland, not the country, but yeah, all the Italians. Oh, yeah. Italians. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Syria. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah, that's actually pretty big because a lot of Syria players are, of course, Italian. So that would be a big factor. Mares. Yep. And I supposedly any you know any injured players who get injured right before the World Cup that could be big too. Yeah, oh, that's true. Actually. Yeah, although I guess they could still probably put them in even if. You know, they could still include them in some way, even if it wasn't in the like, live. They better not. They better. They need to pick players that are like, if they do a path to the glory, path to the glory, path to glory type deal or like road to the World Cup or path to power, whatever <laughs> it is that they choose to do, they had better pick staples in the starting 11 for mm. these teams. Like it is yeah. just way. And, and the same thing I would say for like showdown SBCs, right? Don't pick a bench player. Don't do it. Don't do it. I don't care how like like foot of a how much of a foot favorite they might be, right? Pick a player in the starting 11, please. Mm. This is based on real life. This promo. If the promo's not based on real life, like pick the players that play. With the player selections, by that point there shouldn't have been much in the game. So mm-hmm. it's not like you know, and mm. they should know ahead of time too. Like, okay, Mbappe is going to be a star at the World Cup. Let's not give him a promo card in the first promo of the season because he's going to get World Cup. Then he's going to get Team of the Year, and I'm sure he'll get other stuff. So, like, you know, hopefully they just pl- go into that planning ahead. So that way, if they want to give us a showdown, say for every single game, which I think would be really cool, then there's plenty of players to choose from because they're not repeating players that already have cards. Yeah, that's true. Well, talking of fresh content in Foot 23. We're going to see new heroes already have some announced. Yaya Torre, Park Ji-sung and Ricardo Cavallo, all Premier League heroes as you'd expect. They also have an additional version which is coming November the 11th and that one will be available presumably in packs but also as part of the pre-order and that will be unique to the new Foot heroes and will be a World Cup version of the player. 
celebrating some of the top goals in World Cup history or top performances. Yeah. Yes, please. Time for my hero, uh, Paul Gascoigne or David Platt, then. Who? Bring Paul Gascoigne <laughs> and David Platt. 1990s. Come on, boys. I know I'm the old I'm one. joking. On this, footies could kind of show how that, you know, with these premium footies cards that we have right now, where they have basically hero links that you could say even special hero versions that get strong links to other World Cup promos, like the showdown ones or, you know, things of that nature. There's a lot of options there. Well, also you could have heroes which connect with a strong link to all players of that nation rather than all players of that league. And as we're finding out with footies, they could even be players that are actually uh, currently in the game and not necessarily new heroes. Have you guys enjoyed heroes or icons more this year? Hero content or icon content? Heroes because the flexibility of them. I'm just a bit bored with icons. It's the same every year, isn't it? Yeah, I think the freshness of it for me has made them more interesting. For sure. And there's also a lot more new heroes. Like, wait, how many new icons do we have this year? Five, maybe? Mm. Something like that. So, and yeah, and again, the flexibility. But it, like, this feels like promo icons, moments one and two, like a moments in Zagi. How many of these players, if they hadn't won a World Cup, would even be icons? So, yeah, mm. it seems like a, a good chance to give us those cards, bef- like, while they're still actually good. Like, at what point of any cycle has any version of Inzaghi been up to the curve. Give him a crazy moments card in December and then let him be really good for at least like a month. You know, if you were to take a holistic step back on, you know, heroes versus icons or, you know, however you want to look at it, I would love it if there were fewer total icons and more heroes. Absolutely. Well, I think certainly you don't need so many versions well like i don't i don't mind like i guess the point being is like with icons i would i would mind less than some of the total versions if they're like r9 is an icon of the game ronaldinho is an icon of the game but there Mm. are a bunch of icons that i that you could easily make the argument is this player like an icon or a hero yeah it's a fun debate and i have to say for me i would say Yaya Torres should probably be an icon. I think I'm more excited for him to be a hero than an icon. To be yeah, well, maybe, well, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> totally. Now maybe that is more exciting anyway. Well, that's like all of the, like a lot of, you know, like Nakata, right? Yeah. Like, as a hero, could do some amazing stuff with him and make him like a really, really cool card. As an icon is just never going to be up to that level. Like I, mm. I just, they can do a lot more fun stuff with heroes. It's so it seems maybe maybe that'll change. But I, I think the biggest thing though is that if they would just change the stats so that like the moments versions were actually exceptional, you know, for someone like Shearer, boost his stats significantly. He should be a hero. What? The most prolific I mean, Premier League striker. I would rather see uh, icon Lexi Lalas come back. I'm joking. Well, I wouldn't mind like <laughs> to that point, like someone like Shearer being a Premier League hero, but making him like. 95 rated or something. Yeah, making him like, obscene. Yeah, but I don't I think this heroes thing is kind of overdone. It's basically that the heroes have been kept very much in line with the curve over the last few months. I mean, they weren't for the whole cycle, but they have been recently. And icons, a lot of them haven't had that kind of moment in the sun almost. And if you had, say, a Shira with really good stats at the start of the cycle, uh, like we're saying with Inzaghi, that would be a player that people would use and it would make them exciting and make them interesting and make them usable. I think it's more of a power creep thing than anything else. Actually. I think I think the heroes being exciting, I, I like it, in some ways it plays to the links, right? Like mm. the, they're restricting the links a little bit more. Yeah. So I feel like they can play with them a little bit. Like JJ Akacha would be one that like 
what an outrageous hero card he would be. Yeah, because he'd strong linked players in the league that he was given and stuff, which would be kind of fun. Which would be super cool. But like as yeah. an icon, it's like, when was the last time you played against JJ Okocha? Yeah. And people want him more for his icon links than his Nigerian links, which is, mm. you know, if he was a Premier League player, hero, then, you know, strong link to any Premier League player, that'd be probably more useful. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. Uh, it's probably time to move on, though, because we've talked a lot about heroes versus icons recently. And we were originally talking about the fact that we think it's quite likely that uh, the World Cup is going to be integrated into foot, the Men's World Cup. But the Women's World Cup could be a little different. Pure speculation here again. But I feel like we could see a standalone foot mode, completely fresh start at the end of the foot cycle because the Women's World Cup is in the summer. I don't know, Hugh, is that something that uh, would interest you? I mean, I guess it depends in interest in women's football, but at the same time, something new, something fresh. I think it's an interesting idea, depending on, you know, how it was set up. You know, on one hand, I think that it'd be fun to try something a little bit different. On the other hand, I wonder if, you know, if they tried to tie the rewards from that mode back into regular men's foot, I guess, you know, as we know it, if it would just become like just like really sweaty and you know like kind of take the fun out of it like at that point of the stage i'm not really trying to grind things so i think they might do that if they wanted to incentivize more people to try it but that seems to be like it should be a mode that's more about trying it out and having fun versus or maybe you earn rewards that you can use within that mode but it's not directly linked across foot just because again i think that at that stage of the game that if you're loading up all these rewards that then transfer back to your your other foot side that it becomes kind of just an extension of the other game except now you have to start over because you don't have any of the cards i didn't play any of the world cup foot modes i wasn't playing at that point so i'm not exactly sure you know the way that yeah likes to do those things but it's something i'd be interested in trying but i think it would just kind of come down to how they implement it i would be curious how much data they have on how much people play in the kickoff modes with women's teams because you can play with them there it's been there for a few years now but i can't say i know of anyone who does you know do that maybe it's more casual players but you know they're not i don't think they're able to be used in like career mode or anything because it's just national teams so it's something where i feel like they maybe could use a bit more fleshing it out before they integrate it with like integrating more club teams and getting people to know the players better build a bit more hype whereas it seems like at this stage that it would either be no hype at all or the hype would come from rewards, which would make it, you know, sweaty and toxic. So I'd try it, but I'm not sure how they'd implement it. Yeah, I think the reason why I was interested in it myself is I was thinking about what people would think would be the barrier to entry, the idea that people don't really know the players, they're not really familiar with the teams. Actually, a lot of people weren't necessarily that knowledgeable when they started their foot or FIFA journeys about players in the game. And actually, when they went and opened up this new mode, they opened up their starter pack again. And they had this whole fresh experience going into a kind of new little foot mode and with quite different gameplay. Uh, if anyone's played women's football uh, kickoff, it does feel quite different. That could interest people. But I don't know, DJ, someone who feels I'm not a huge follower of women's football. So even though the World Cup's on, I maybe wouldn't get involved with it. You know, I think you, you made some interesting points there. I'm, I don't follow much women's football at all. However, if you stuck a mode in at the end of the cycle and I got a bit of spare time, I'd give it a go and I bet you would improve my awareness and it probably might make it in, more interesting for me to follow the actual game. And if that's the driver for it, then great. That seems like a good thing to do, especially if it's not if it's towards the end of the cycle and it's not something you have to do, which I think is mm. really important. Uh, and it's not something that will damage or, or, or impact upon the the, you know, the core game and the enjoyment of that, then it sounds like a brilliant 
thing to improve awareness for people that don't know much about it and for those that do know much about it something that they can really get their teeth into which is great mm. um but i think that's the key bit you know being cynical yeah there's got to be a growing demographic for this the existing demographic is it is not a direct group that they would sell to so i think with ea it's a uh, would they do something purely for the awareness of the game be interesting to see what the contract with fifa says i mean i, I think it's great that they're going to be you know inclusive of the women's world cup i mean the, the women's world cup viewership is like no joke right so mm. clearly there are people that are you know very interested about it you know i think speaking as like a, a long time fifa player i think what's going to be really interesting to see you know ea has pushed rewards and competitive gaming across like foot very specifically and so i'm curious how they're going to like call it like quote unquote you know incentivize this new game mode if they are trying to like really get people excited about playing it mm. you know some like f- foot truthers or purists are like great new game modes start from the beginning this time in the cycle that's cool that's fun these game modes always feel like if you really grind them though you can get to the top very very quickly mm, that's true yeah so uh, i think i'll be curious to see how this um plays out yeah me too i think from my own perspective i should say my sister's a very good football player and so i've had a long-running interest in the women's game but perhaps haven't followed it as closely as perhaps you know proper uh, match going fans although i've been to some matches and it is something that is definitely growing and the addition of major leagues to the game is going to be good but having it in kickoff is not going to have the impact that it would have if women's football was added to foot because foot is where all the committed players are it gets the most hours played every cycle the most popular mode by some distance and that addition if they were to do this which of course they may not would really draw people into it it doesn't matter that people don't know the players you think of all the players like brazil silvers like silas would be a more recent example maybe akin fenwa in the past i think this certainly is something that happens and I potentially see it with this. Also, there are just plenty of people who have got into football or soccer, particularly in North America, through foot. So that could potentially be something that happens here. At least that's the optimistic view. Uh, let's see how it goes. Right, uh, let's take a break on that and we'll be back to talk more big changes coming in FIFA 23. So you'll have probably heard before that Foot Weekly is made possible by our supporters and that could be anyone it could be you for example but it's also shane who's the founder of mystic jerseys shane's a long-term supporter of the pod and he's offering 10 percent off the premium box for foot weekly listeners what that means is for a special rate of just over 30 pounds plus a little bit more for postage depending on where you are in the world you can get yourself a mystery box containing a random football shirt which could be from a range of different clubs and nations around the world one of the really good things about it is that you can send a message with your order saying that you wouldn't like a shirt from a particular club presumably a rival club and you can also specify which particular color too if you'd like to take advantage of that then you can head over to mystique jerseys m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e and then jerseys.com and then use the code footweekly f-u-t weekly to get that 10 percent off thanks to shane and mystique jerseys for supporting the podcast and of course all the supporters out there keeping the podcast going you can join them too just search support foot weekly you can get double the podcast content for just three pounds a month link in the description too if you do consider it then a huge thank you and a huge thank you for listening but for now let's get back into the podcast Right, so having in part one speculated about various things coming, we can talk about something in part two, which we definitely know is coming. 
this cycle saw the introduction of hypermotion, which was probably the first real distinctive feature. It was the second year on next gen, but the first proper distinctive changes to gameplay for next gen and hypermotion 2, which is being introduced, will presumably build on that. What they did was captured an 11 versus 11 game, recorded the animations, ran it through various computer processes, uh, harvested those animations, implemented them, and then made, uh, as a result of that, the game much more realistic because the new generation of consoles can handle that level of simultaneous animations and things. So I'm interested to see what the thoughts are. We don't have too much information. I'm sure we'll get more in the coming weeks about what this is going to involve, what they're adding through this. But what have our thoughts been on the gameplay this year on next gen uh, through hypermotion and what are we expecting what would we like to change and all that sort of stuff dj do you want to start us off well this is where i'm increasingly become the grumpy old man um and i every time i hear something like hypermotion 2 or any other buzzword bingo for changes to the game i just think just stop and just spend time getting the gameplay consistent please because what this game, I think, when it's great, it is a brilliant FIFA. No doubt at all. But I have to say, I found it the most inconsistent FIFA I've played ever. Mm, in that the execution is so unpredictable about what's going to happen in different in different scenarios. But more importantly, in just day-to-day, you can do exactly the same thing and just a completely different result comes off. Mm. And I think if they could just spend more time ensuring that whatever Hypermotion 2 does provides consistency of execution then I would be happy. But the amount of times where you just cannot explain what is happening, and it seems to come in, but you know, mm. it's just so frustrating. And that's where my head is at the moment, unfortunately. Um, I'll be there. I'm still completely addicted. There is no better alternative. It's still very, very good, let's be honest. You wouldn't give up this much of the time of your, of your personal life, something, unless it was really good. I just It frustrates me that we can't just execute something consistently. And now I hope by having more animations, by having more power from the, the consoles, then you do get more consistency because there are less, less random things that come in. But we had a chat about it in the, in the earlier pod this week, um, you know, the introduction of Knuckleball and the Knuckleball is, an, is random whether it executes or not. So they're actually adding randomness to the gameplay is somewhat frustrating to hear. Yeah, I would say interesting flip side of that is though the patch generally was more about making players defend more manually, right? So yes. kind of the inverse. But well, but then you get into it exposes the flaws in, in some of the code and that, that and as I said, my favorite thing to moan about, the randomness of player switching. Yeah, yeah. It has to be the manual guy you're picking. My God. It honestly, the number of times it picks a guy forty meters up the field when you flick down on the right stick is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So that's a I mean one of, I know that for a long time has been one of your key gripes. So going into FIFA 23, that's one of the things I guess you'll be looking for. Well, you know, they, they even put the indicator um, solution into the game this year, but then hid it behind a button press. You yeah, because by the time it. you've pressed it, you might as well change player again if you selected the wrong All one. All you need so. is an, a menu option to allow that to be on constantly when you're defending. Well, yeah, and this is something that I saw pretty much immediately, early opportunity to play the game, which was around now. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They, uh, well, they took it down, obviously. They take back all the feedback, but they didn't implement that, which was, I think, a real shame and seems like it would have been quite simple to do. But um, we'll have to see whether they're looking at changes around player switching. This cycle is something that gets a lot of feedback, um, so I'm sure they are. But um, we'll find out soon. I guess the best way to compare Hypermotion with the game without Hypermotion is comparing old gen and new gen because new gen has Hypermotion, old gen does not. Hypermotion 2 will just be 
on the new gen consoles. I know you've gone between the two this cycle, DJ. Is that because of maybe less consistency with the increased animations on new gen? Or Yeah, I gave new gen a try first off, but the gameplay was really frustrating. I just found that it rewarded um, all the defenses being really deep. Um, and by the defenses being deep and the blocking being overpowered... It just meant people sat back, blocked everything, and then could counterattack and shoot without anyone in the way to block. So I just found it really boring and frustrating. Um, and as a result, gameplay felt really slow when you had the ball, apart from when you were caught. Um, I think, it, unfortunately, the hypermotion caused it with the combination of two things, that the hypermotion set the defences very far back and deep and also seemed to create a load of animations for lots of unrealistic block it blocks. So deep defense, lots of blocks, getting hit on the counter, frustration, frustration, frustration. So I went back to old gen. Now old gen is definitely faster because the defenses stay a bit higher up and therefore you can play faster at them and get in behind um, and get your shots away. Um, but the problem with the old gen is they've definitely not spent as much time on it because there's a lot more glitches in there. Um, uh, and I think you get a lot of inconsistency of animations and old gen. So you've just got to live with a bit more of the uh, the old foot BS. Um, but at least overall, I just think it's more fun. Yeah, well, this is the thing. It's quite hard to know whether this is hypermotion or just balancing because the changes that they've made in the recent patch actually mean that the focus is now much more on pressing higher up the pitch. Japes revealed these tactics on the supporter episode that are going to help people a lot because if you drop deep and allow your opponents to come onto you, you're going to be at a significant disadvantage now because of the nerf to AI blocking, because dribbling is stronger. And I think that is something to uh, think about when thinking about what the impact is going to be of hypermotion too, because they can collect all the data, they can do all the work, but ultimately it comes down to how they balance that then uh, for online gameplay. And those things I think you mentioned are maybe more of a balancing concern than the technology which gathers all the data and the animations and things like that. But it is, Hugh, that increased number of animations that mean that some people don't like the next-gen gameplay so much because they think there is more randomness through um, that. And I know you're someone who's stuck more to old-gen as well. There's kind of inconsistencies to both versions, I think. I think with old-gen, I knew there was inconsistencies and maybe glitches, but they were the same inconsistencies and glitches I'd been used to over the last like three years. So I knew how to handle them, when to expect them. So it was, although in some ways it's more unpredictable gameplay, it was still more predictable for me just because I was like so on top of knowing everything that would happen. Whereas with the newer game and to be expected, you know, new engine, new generation of consoles that it is, you know, takes some adjustment. There is a learning curve, but yeah, certainly that the depth issue and direct passing, making certain defenders drop way back is just like really frustrating to me. And I think that because of the improved realism from hypermotion and better graphics, that when weird things happen on new gen, it looks worse because it looks so realistic. Mm. And like you can really tell with all the detail, like why it's not right. So I think it's it's something that they can definitely improve on. It's close to being a really, really good game. But those like few moments where it feels like everything you've been doing all cycle that works so well just doesn't work. And you can't really say why. Mm, and that's it. That's frustrating. And I think that in real football, there is a lot of randomness. But the way that teams counter that randomness is by buying the best players, having the best managers, you know, things like that. And so the more randomness they introduce into the game, I think the more it incentivizes pay to win because you need the better players to 
account for that randomness. So I think that's kind of where the balance of realism of real life football versus foot kind of, I think it can only be so realistic to real life football, because if not, then you either need to buy the best players or deal with a much more inconsistent game. And that's a pretty bad place to be in. Yeah. Japes, I mean, this is the endless, what's the word, push and pull, I guess, of gameplay in in foot or in FIFA and has been for a long time. You know, we need randomness to have a an exciting football simulator that feels like football, but at the same time, randomness is something that feels bad when it goes the wrong way, which it you know can often do when you're playing a player who's pretty much bang on your level. You've got very similar quality teams, and the differentiator is going to be the randomness. Uh, I think it's tricky. I found that I very much preferred. Well, let me let me take the question this way, Ben, because we started off on hypermotion two and like. Mm-hmm you know, excitement or not for it. And I think for me, I I think I said it at the start of the last cycle, like year two for a console generation switch is generally a big deal. Mm. And I'm eager to see how that plays out. Like I'm expecting big improvements this year. I frankly haven't found there to be a ton of like really goofiness this year that's happened. For me, this has been the best FIFA that I can remember since like the early like FIFA tens and stuff, as far as just like fun, enjoyable game to play. Mm. We're gonna continue to get a lot of information here on gameplay as a whole in the next few weeks, and I'm eager to get it because you know, I, I, gameplay first and foremost for me is what matters this year. I think it was a success, and I'm hoping they can add to it. Yeah, I'd agree, and I don't know whether it is really a hype motion related thing that needs improving. Really, what I'd be looking towards is more balancing i guess to really make significant improvements and i'm interested to see with the introduction of competitive masters which uh, for this cycle what they do there in terms of making uh, user control more important i think that's a big big thing uh, let's move on to something that is certainly a big thing and very much last but not least here the addition of crossplay, cross-platform play as long as you're on the same version of the game i should point out you'll be able to play cross-play, cross-platform on all 1v1 modes in FIFA. So not Pro Clubs, Volta, Co-op, but within foot. That's huge. It's fantastic. It's huge. It's huge. I Like, you know, my first question as it relates to foot is like, does that mean one market? Yeah, according to the cross-play deep dive, there's going to be a shared foot transfer market pool across PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S and Stadia. So it'll be interesting to see what impact that has with Xbox prices tending to be lower than PlayStation prices. I guess that will probably mean they start to meet in the middle somewhat. It'll be interesting to hear what Nate the Foot Accountant thinks about it at some point in the near future. Does that mean that we have to deal with PC hackers? I don't want to do that. Yeah, so actually that's a good point. So PC is excluded from the market because of uh, coin glitching reasons. And the Switch isn't part of that either, but that's because it's kind of a different game, I guess. But with PC, they are actually included in the cross-play matchmaking pool with Xbox Series S and X and PlayStation 5, which is great news for PC players who play legitimately, who have now got a much bigger matchmaking pool. Um, But as you say, there are those concerns around uh, glitching. They have said that they're going to introduce a special anti-cheat system, presumably aimed specifically at PC players. But then on the flip side, I think even if there isn't a lot of cheating going on, I can imagine rumor spreading. And because crossplay is opt out if you want to type deal, it means that I could see people start to opt out. And then we're back to where we were because most people have opted out of crossplay anyway. Yeah. Um, but 
if it works, which uh, you would hope it does, considering they've made this a big thing, uh, then it should be great because that increased matchmaking pool, I think, is really important huge. for the moment. Huge. I mean, Hugh can speak to it. There are certainly times when if you're on next gen, like you just don't match anybody for like minutes at a time. And then if you do match somebody, they're not close to you at all. And the ping is like 60, 70. And you're like, I'm not playing yeah, this. Yeah. You know, assuming that they can keep the ping low and that it works as intended. Mm. That's a big, big win. And frankly, it's about time. Yeah. And I know Hugh, from your perspective, someone looking at the leaderboards, if you like, uh, they've had to adapt this. Uh, as it says in the pitch notes, right, to have different leaderboards, essentially. So it's probably not going to be very important to a lot of people, but it is interesting looking at the changes to the foot leaderboards, especially for rivals, that there'll be mm. a combined leaderboard across uh, the top 200 for the elite division for mm. uh, cross-play, so all divisions, and then also separate ones for the individual consoles. doesn't look like there's anything new yet regarding any special rewards for those, although it does mention for squad battles top 200 they no longer have a leaderboard it's just one set of uh top 200 rewards for all of squad battles top 200 so maybe there's a chance we could see something for rivals top 200 but they haven't mentioned it yet so it seems kind of unlikely yeah and as you say it's not a concern for a huge number of people i think what will be a concern is matchmaking pool but actually it should be a good thing i guess dj it's something you complained a lot about this cycle, the fact that matchmaking does seem so random, particularly with the fact they've changed the champs structure. Uh, I guess this, along with maybe more people moving to next gen, if you're on next gen, is going to help. Yeah, we're basically merging two pools and hoping more people jump in it. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, as a result, means that you're more likely to be matched with someone with an all right connection who is at the same um, level you are in whatever mode you're playing in, which can only be a good thing because I think we've all experienced foot champs feels like a random... Uh, a very random experience in terms of matchmaking of who you might get. You can leap from guys you can uh, get three or four goals in a few minutes uh, to to people you can't touch the ball within one win. It's it's a very strange. It's not one of the things that this new form of foot champs has lost is that it doesn't feel like that progressive um, skill level, which the old mode delivered really well. Mm. I think that will, that will help. You know what I'd love to see as well in the new game. It's a lot more transparency on that ELO or, or ranking uh, of who you're playing on, who you're playing against and what, what it is, hmm. as opposed to that being uh, shrouded. In particular, does quitting out of a game affect your ranking or not? Hmm. It's it's all these silly questions that they'd be so easy for them to, to show to us uh, and would make the experience better. Yeah, definitely. Something we're always pushing for, for sure. And I think in terms of seeing information we're going to see more about fifa 23 in the coming weeks we'll be covering it all on the podcast so do subscribe via all the podcast platforms spotify apple Podcasts, and of course now on youtube apologies if you're listening elsewhere and coming to a podcast to escape this but if you could leave a like and comment that does help out a lot and i would also say uh, there should be uh, something dropping in the near future involving some hands-on experience with fifa 23 all very exciting looking forward to bringing it to you all and uh, on that we can say our goodbye so thank you very much as always to you japes pleasure chatting a lot of exciting things it's going to be a big year for fifa mm. world cup year always fun expecting you know a lot of content and i just you know fingers crossed that gameplay can you know stay on par with what i'm expecting to be mm. uh, plenty of good content indeed and thank you very much to one of the top two na players on this podcast huber <laughs> that's right hopefully in uh 23 i can 
get back to the top but i guess you know if you're going to be there we're going to have even more competition it'll well be, yeah exactly yeah i know, know. we played a few times although it was on like 200 pins so. yeah those uh peer-to-peer experiences definitely make the servers themselves look very good indeed mm-hmm. um, yeah but, but yes thank you very much as well to dj for as always representing the foot weekly community thank you very much really enjoyed it yeah, it's been great to have you on and then we wrap up by saying a big thank you as always to all you supporters out there supporting the podcast keeping it going uh, we couldn't do this without your support so thank you to all of you and thank you to those icon patrons dave b coach vass chris w dj fifa player hugh j steve c matt l alistair alan g anthony r dominic rob p l jeff b christopher r Stephen f michael tom b damon h nick jack m eric t roger d alex m Dan W, Sila P, Matt H, Harry P, Neil P, Adam G, at Pace of a Tortoise, Brian S, Andrew C, Sam K, Jake G, Michael P, Zach O, Springford, Patrick, Dominic G, Adam HC, Adam R, Andy H, Joe W, Dylan, Orion B, Mindor L, and Tim J. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you, just one more thing to add though. FIFA's a bit like life really, it has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.